it's time to talk with Liz and Peter. Good morning, my love. Good morning, my love. Dear listeners, I just want you to know I cut that off early. I knew you were enjoying it, but Liz was making a face that said, what the fuck are you doing? And so, you know, I try to respect her faces whenever I can. I respect her face like 90% of our relationship. So, how are you doing this morning, Dark Bay? I'm all right. Yeah? Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Waking up. <laughs> With Liz and Peter. Oh, shit. Product placement. Uh, the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. It's the morning after. Woo! Woo! We went and watched the game with some family friends last night. It was great. Much food was eaten. Uh, the game was exciting. It came out in the right direction. Kansas City's hungover, probably. Right. Uh, on the bright side, no uh, stray bullets hit any of our belongings. Do you want to put that in context? Uh, Kansas City, especially our neighborhood, like, well, not our neighborhood specifically, but the neighborhoods that surround us are kind of famous uh, for discharging firearms into the air when certain Kansas City-related events are happening. It, it could be positive. It could be negative. Does, like, either one shoot shit in the air? Could just be New Year's, you know? Um, but then it's really common, like the next day to have like a, oh shit, there's like holes in the roof of my car. Or we had a friend who, this was actually because I think of a, not because of necessarily like shooting guns into the air, but they like, I think there was a shootout on their block and they had like their, the back of their car had a bunch of bullet holes in it, something like that. Um, so they had to get those replaced. But anyway, Kansas city, great place to live, great place to visit. Um, Kansas City Board of Tourism, if you guys want me to record an endorsement of some kind with this content, let me know. Um, but yeah, Kansas City, shoot your gun in the air. Yeah, have a, have a good time. Sure. Yeah. So, do you have a, a topic for today? No. Do you? Yeah. Okay, let's go. Okay, so, uh, this is something, I kind of have a ongoing conversation about this topic with a handful of different people, so I figured we could talk about it on here. Maybe we've touched on it in the past. Maybe we've even done an episode and I've just forgotten. But either way, you're either getting it for the first, second, or handful of times now. Uh, but yeah, I want to talk about, like, modern masculinity and what's going on with that and how to think about it and, um, mainly just how to think about it, because uh, that, kind of, like, the meta discussion around it is something that I've been having pretty pretty often or I, I guess with two people in the past couple weeks um, but I've got some people I try to keep up with over the phone on weekends and uh, you know just some like you know friends from back in the day that I don't get to see too often one lives in um, Texas and then I you know they live some of, some of them are just dis distributed across the country um, but yeah uh, so modern masculinity when I say that what do you think of um it makes me think of like the traditional masculinity ideal masculine ideals um which historically, are historically well coming from like a women's studies background we called it the masculinity box mm. um like how historically men were like raised what the, how they were raised to be what values they were raised to have what their place in society historically has been what their place within the family mm -hmm. historically has been um and how, um, because of a lot of like women's liberation and how the world is social, social culturally changing, um, the like masculinity, the idea of masculinity is also shifting and changing. Mm -hmm. 
over the last decades. Um, and so that's what it makes me think of. What yeah. about you? Um, well, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, you, you covered some things that I had in mind. Yeah, I, I think it, it definitely like highlights, okay, well, if there's a modern masculinity, what is traditional masculinity? Yeah. Right. And then what are we trying to do? Like who's trying to modernize it? What are, what are they trying to do to modernize it? Um, and you know, kind of what's the landscape like for men right now is kind of like what I, I mean, cause that's just where I'm at. Right. Um, so like traditional masculinity, you know, it's men, you know, are the stoic ideal, which we've talked about people get wrong is like, you know, it's not that people are unfeeling automatons. They feel things fully and then think about them, process them, and then make a strategic decision about acting. And instead of that, like actual stoic ideal, I think historically men have been trained to um, suppress so, their emotions. Yeah, suppress their emotions. Yes, yeah. and so you know that that's one. Men should be self sufficient. That's another one. Um, boys don't cry. You know that's a, that's one of my favorites. Actually, boys don't cry. That's just such like it sounds so good to say, right? But it's such a, like a vile concept. Oh, it's nice when things that are really beautiful are also just like poison. Um, so yeah, so like ideals. Think nineteen fifties. You know, heteronormative, uh, patriarchal stuff, right? Power, power stuff, dominance culture, sexism, sexism, yeah, uh, homophobia. Another, another one of those, right? Um, so, so this kind of American traditional, as you know, like the male as the breadwinner. Yep, breadwinner culture, right? Um, and so it's like valuing like aggression, uh-huh. power, success. You, yeah, your ability to bring in money, competition. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so all like these things, you know, like I'd say, but like, Hey, capitalism, right. It's the thing we're doing because it was the most successful system because it destroyed the other systems, right. Men who do those types of things can't and psychopaths. Um, uh, I mean, which a lot of them are men, most of them, but like, they're also very successful because they're willing to do things that are unsavory. Right. And other people are not. Um, and so, yeah, of course, like this is what we've been doing for a while. And but but now that we're like kind of in this, you know, uh, post scientific revolution era, like 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 global economy, like a uh, communication is instant everywhere in the world simultaneously culture now um, for good reason. People are saying like, hey, some of these things are destructive. We don't want to have our society structured this way. You know, we've gotten to the point where women can, you know, vote and get educated. And a lot of cases nowadays, like, are getting better educated than men, um, which is great. Like, that's fine. You know, for a long time, it was um, the very opposite way. Uh, ideally, you know, you want everybody to get educated and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, so, so, like, what is it now? You know, if, if the things that used to be associated with traditional masculinity that we kind of identified as toxic, you know, that dominance culture and things like that. If we either say we don't want those in our society... Uh, or we say, well, certain things we do want in our society, but can't anybody of any, like, uh, gender do them, right? Right. So, so like, example, like, you know, it's, uh, it's good to be self-sufficient. Yeah, I agree with that, but a woman could be self-sufficient, a non-binary person could be self-sufficient, a man could be self-sufficient, right? Objectively, anyone could be. So that can't be attendant of what modern masculinity is i also along those lines agree that the or i think that the concept of what strength is yes has shifted and changed Mm -hmm. from like emotional suppression and dominance to willingness to be like vulnerable and collaborative and like 
strength through vulnerability and openness and collaboration and not necessarily like dominating over others, but collaborating with them. I keep repeating myself, but, but do you agree that that's kind of been a little bit of a shift? Yeah. In in certain cultures for sure. Yeah. And I, I think that this is a, a, at least we're seeing it more because of that interconnected communication situation that we're all in where there are algorithms that will put more in front of us of the things that we're already looking for to a certain extent. That's a whole conversation unto itself, but like, let's leave, let's table that for now. But uh, like, because of that, you know, we, we, I know you and I are, are probably above average compared to the normal American in terms of how we think about collectivism, like in our positive sentiment towards it. Yeah. Right. And cause, cause like I lived in Asia, I saw what it was like to have a society that cared about old people. Right. right. Like actually had a social welfare state set up to allow people to live in dignity in their twilight years, mm-hmm. have very little homelessness, mm-hmm. you know, due to having a strong, strong social safety net. And like, you know, people will say, oh yeah, but you can't like climb as high, you know, in a society like, no, yes, you can. You just have a floor. You don't like fall down into the sewer when you fail. Right. Um, and so, so yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, that, that totally plays into it. Like what we see in, in the, the algorithms, what they send us in our, our media consumption. Um, but yeah, I, overall though, yeah, I, I guess in the United States, there kind of has been for the last 40, 50 years now, kind of like a rethinking of what masculinity means. And like, I, I think of stuff like the, the new, or what is it? Like, uh, uh, like the self-help movement of like the seventies and eighties and like, uh, kind of like spurring off of hippie stuff in the, in the sixties and seventies. Um, and getting into like, like from spiritual perspectives, you know, what it means to be a human being and kind of going from there. Um, I, I like that people are kind of asking, you know, what, what does it mean to progress? And like, you know, we're, we're not stuck in these, like we, we, we see that what's happening right now is not working. And so how do we create, a new future. It's kind of like Nietzsche, right? Like when he says the whole God is dead thing, which we've talked about a couple times because I'm reading some of his stuff right now. He says that not to, to, you know, be like, oh, ha ha ha, religion is shitty. It's like, no, that was the reason for morality. And now that our reason for morality is gone, we now have to develop ourselves to the point where we can develop the morality, right? right? And so for men, it's like, well, we can see that certain aspects of what it used to mean or what it means currently to be a man are toxic, right? So that's why we have the phrase toxic masculinity. That's why that's gotten to be uh, such a, a buzzword over the last decade. Uh, and you see it because, you know, sexism, you know, we've got more equal representation for women politically in the workplace, economically. Um, I, I don't know. I think more people are going to therapy than they ever have before. So, right. so the dynamics and institution of marriage have shifted and changed. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot the of power mm-hmm. dynamics involved in, in marriage in general have shifted and changed as yep. well. Yep. Changing sure. the role of men within a family, mm-hmm. within marriage. Yeah. Kind of a de-emphasis of breadwinner culture yeah. because of economic realities. Right. Right. We, we've got this unequal society where we've got a huge working class that gets treated worse and worse as time goes on since the mid-70s. And through that, we don't get to have certain structures that supported this toxic masculine patriarchal culture, right? Like a, a single income household cannot support a family of four that takes multiple vacations. Like a man, a, a middle-class man just doesn't get paid that anymore. So he in turn cannot exercise 
these kind this kind of power over a woman anymore because he's not the sole breadwinner and in a lot of cases he doesn't make the most money in the household right and so just that change right that that uh, affords uh, a quite different uh, viewing of certain aspects of society when you're on more equal footing right and so that's kind of spurring the conversation as well right uh, of what it means to be a man in today's society right um and so like I, I was talking about this with a, a buddy last weekend and we I, I kind of tried to like I, I kind of posited that you, you kind of got to break down the aspects of masculinity before you can talk about what it is in its context right now and and what you want to develop and the the different buckets that I kind of cut it up into were um, biological, like, you know, male, female, we've just got like, you know, d- different general, there, there's stuff in between, but there's just like certain stuff that's just like, that's biology. It's just what it is. No judgment, just the world, right? Mother nature. Um, so that's one way to think about it. And so in contexts, that is an appropriate way to think about masculinity. Um, another way is aesthetic, right? But that's really what society says. So what does a man look like? Well, we know what a man looks like because everybody else in the world no, has kind of said this is what a man looks like. You see it in media. You, you you see it in your everyday life. You know, men have short hair, beards. They wear, you know, T-shirts and shorts and, you know, whatnot, pants. Women wear dresses. You know, it's that kind of stuff, right? It's whatever society says. So the aesthetic definition of masculinity, and you apply that how you will. Um, and then you get into, like, like legally, you know, what it means. And, th- and this kind of overlaps with philosophical, right? Like what it means to be a man when society's rules are put into place in a legal sense, you know, so, so how is a man legally defined? And then what does that mean in, in, when our, when our jurisprudence is being developed? Right. Um, and so I think it's that philosophical legal question where you get really dicey. Um, because what we decide a man is philosophically then gets represented in our laws. And so if you say, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, men deserve, men, men should be the breadwinners of the household if you're really bought into breadwinner culture. You're probably, and, and you're a legislator, you're probably not going to care about uh, enacting legislation to close the pay gap between men and women, right? So I, I know that's kind of a clunky, ham-fisted example, but I've tried, I wanted to give something concrete to like how the philosophical then gets into the legal. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think about kind of like cutting it up into those ways first and then just to kind of understand what it is you're talking about to unpack it? Because the, the first one's like biological and aesthetic. There's not really anything like just from the get-go about them that's problematic. But I think when you have that philosophical and illegal, there can be like real, like right from the get-go, there are big problems. Well. Or maybe I, that's just my own privilege talking. I I don't know. I feel like there's more nuance these days biologically like, I think it was more cut and dry in the past where, like, if a baby had, like, ambiguous genitalia, oh, the yeah, medical system, yeah. like, doctors... Was would, not prepared to were, deal with that. Well, they would make the decision with the parents to... For them, yeah. For the, for the baby mm-hmm. to, instead of the baby being intersex, they would make Perform that... Perform a surgery tr- one way or the other. Right. To, mm-hmm. to fit them into not, that yeah. biological box. Yeah. And so, I feel like intersex rights have have t- like exploded more of the last few decades where that choice is now kind of going to the individual allowing them to grow up with more ambiguous genitalia and make that decision if they want to be put into a box as adults um and so and then you said aesthetic that's definitely changed since the 50s 60s where you know women 
um, it's more appropriate for women to wear what was historically more masculine clothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pants, suits. We've liberalized in this yes, way. Yes. Yeah. Pants, suits, like, um, you know, shorts, all those things that used to be a, a man's outfit um, has, like, been liberal. What's that word? Like, liberated for women to wear yeah. as well. Yeah, we've And it's kind of like a little bit the same for men where it's appropriate to wear like jewelry Mm -hmm. and like men especially in pop culture the media are you know showing up in like dresses or Mm -hmm. skirts or like even the patterns mm -hmm. like like floral print for men being really popular and Mm -hmm. like things like that so i feel like there's been a shift aesthetically and biologically i think you i think you've keyed in on just uh an overall trend that affects all of these aspects is just that we have as a society in our like western culture have liberalized a good extent on this question in recent memory Mm -hmm. um just because you know the 1950s when i was talking about the traditionally masculine like the the halcyon days of what it meant to be a man when men were men and women were women right when things were simple before we got out of this gender non-binary, you know, blah, 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 you know, this, the shit that you hear, like, Fox News, Boomer, you know, repeat speak. Um, I like that. I like the liberalization. I like the, like, allowing people to live their authentic selves aesthetically. And I, I like that it uh, is even high fashion in a lot of cases because, like, you see a lot of androgynous models and, like, that's, that's a big thing. Um, uh, I mean, I guess that has been for a while. But um, it makes me think... In different societies and cultures in different eras, the non-binary, like especially aesthetically, has been a thing that's been normal a bunch of times before. You can look at various Native American cultures. You can look at uh, like the Byzantine Empire had examples of like uh, kind of like gender non-conforming folks and eunuchs and things like that who like people who were very powerful in society and like norm just normal parts of society just normal folks um but yeah like i i guess i like when societies liberalize in that way because it leads to so this is where i was kind of going back into it it leads to this conversation of like modern masculinity even coming up in the mainstream as much as it has right because we've liberalized that much because now you know we're we're to the point where we're where it's normalized enough to where we're unpacking these things as a society and talking about them in the open uh-huh. um and i i think that's just an example of um kind of like i hope it's a continued trend that goes on because it kind of supports what I think about the question of modern masculinity right now, which is, you know, we've talked about the aesthetic, we've talked about the biological, and, like, you know, there's nuances among all those things. But um, I I think it is a question now of looking at whatever the specific aspect of of masculinity is that we're talking about, or, or gender is that we're talking about, and just saying, like, does it matter if it applies in a gendered way? And I think the vast majority of the time, the answer is just no. Like when we get back to those examples of like, um, you know, uh, uh, Pat, like, uh, God, what, what was a, a good example of, of something that we talked about? Uh, uh, you know, uh, should uh, a, a person be self-sufficient? You know, a man should be self-sufficient. No, a person should be self-sufficient, right? Um, you know, a man should be strong. No, a person should be strong. Like, that's basically, yeah, I know it seems too simple, but that's basically what it gets down to. It's almost like the question in a, in a, a, a philosophical way is it does not. But in a practical way, in the way that it is carried out in the real world, 
it doesn't line up like that. And I think it's important to point out those moments when it does not. The thought that came up for me as you were talking, and could you pour a little more coffee yes. for me, please, my love? Um, what came up for me is a lot of these things that traits and values that were historically masculine have been liberated and women have been able to adopt a lot of those traits and values and integrate them into what it means to be feminine and to be a woman. But I think it's been slower for the opposite to occur where men aren't sure how to, like it's more ambiguous how the modern man is supposed to show up in the world well, as far as roles and values. Yeah. And so far as like incorporating like more of like the feminine qualities and traits. The traditionally feminine. Traditionally, mm-hmm. historically feminine qualities and traits into modern masculinity, like how to be more emotionally aware, how to be more, yep. you know, collaborative and how to be more, instead of domineering, um, how to embrace, you know, the divine feminine, like ideal, more in, like integrate it more into masculinity. Can the you way... unpack the divine feminine ideal and what that means? I really can't. I'm too tired. Okay. But like, it's, it's, um... I, th- I feel like that's more of like a spiritually new agey term, but um, basically, just the spirit of femininity of of like of like embracing nurturance and vulnerability and um, um, like collaboration in the home and in the community. I'll just give an example of like family life, like because. Both men and women financially contribute to households, and most, I would say, a majority of households are that have a man and a woman leading them are two-income households these days. Um, the division of labor within the home has shifted and changed, where there are more expectations for men to contribute. Right. And the research shows men still are not contributing equally as women are within the household, mm-hmm. but it is like equalizing. It's on a trajectory. It's shifting. Yeah, it's on a trajectory towards more equalization of, like, domestic tasks and child-rearing. Like, men are, are expected to be more engaged with children than they were 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's still ambiguity around, like, okay, if we're blending, if we're integrating these ways of being from a binary to more of, like, a shared roles and values, what does that mean, then, to yep. be a man in a home, in society, like, what what is your role? What are your values? And I feel like, you know, I kind of feel like women have, women in general, just speaking from a gender binary perspective, women in general have integrated more what it, like, the, the traditionally masculine, the tradi- traditionally feminine, and integrated that and kind of come to figure out, like, what is our place? And, and how do we live that out? And I feel like there's more questions when it comes to men insofar as, like, how do I integrate? It's almost like the the oppressed group got, then got help. And then once they got help, they were allowed to thrive. Yeah. But then the, the oppressors are also in need of help but have not gotten the help. Yeah, there's no direction. And there's no direction because I don't know why that is. but. Well, I, I, I don't think anyone anticipated... That when we equalized more men and women in society and legally and all of those things, I don't think anyone anticipated the crisis of masculinity that would occur Mm -hmm. of, like, 
men not knowing how they're supposed to show up in the world if they're not supposed to dominate. And... Yeah, it's an upsetting of a power structure that's yeah. been in place for a long, long time. And it's still very much in place. Right. And so being in this transition period, yeah, it's it, that that is that is the main thing that we have to keep in mind is like, this is a transition period. This is why all of these questions are coming up. This is why all these difficulties and ambiguities exist. Because we're going from, we're trying to go from one system to another system. Hopefully the new one is better. And like, what is it that we need in the meantime? And so like, kind of getting back to like actionable things, like, um, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm kind of just going to like list some stuff off in no particular order, but the more that we see good depictions of modern masculinity in pop culture, the more men have it modeled for them. Cause that's a big problem with men. Men do so many things because of shared experience. Like yeah. that's how men bond. That's how we learn. Experiential like, learning. Experience. Like that's you know, more boys than girls are experiential learners. There's a lot of things that support this. Um, but if we don't have the experience of doing 50% of the housework, child rearing, uh, uh, homework or like, like, uh, ho- uh, like what, what are we talking about? Like, uh, like, uh, soft, soft skills. Uh, God, what, what's the word? Heal, heal careers, health, education, uh, administration, and learning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like th- those types of things. If, if you, if you don't have male teachers, it doesn't seem normal to have, to become a male teacher, right? Right. If you uh, don't see a lot of male nurses. It's weird when or, you see a male nurse. You say, hello, ma- doctor. Or male therapists. Right. Or male social workers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see them, but they're like something But there like, are male patients in all of those categories. Right. Or clients, customers, whatever you want to call it. Right. But they're more like, it's like 20, 30% of men are in those careers. Or less. In or some, less. Yeah. And so, and so then that poses its own problems because if you've never had something um, like modeled for you, then it's, you can't ape it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, so you go and you go in search of, oh man, here we go. This is actually a big part of what I want to talk about. And so then you go in search of what does that mean? Right. And you go onto YouTube or you go onto Google or whatever. I don't know what the kids are doing these days on TikTok, Right. And you're like masculinity. What is masculinity? What does it mean to be a man? Like, how do I be a better man? Like what, whatever the, the shit that you put in when you're between the ages of what, 13 and forever. And what comes up? Well, if the, if the good answer takes a long time to unpack concepts that are difficult to understand and foreign to you and may even cause cognitive dissonance and challenge your privilege in the world or your sense of self or like require you to do any fucking work, which might even be a new concept. If you are a man who has been steeped in toxic masculinity culture his whole life. Oh, what? Um, you're not going to consume that shit. You know, you're not going to do the work. So, but if you get, if you do those same searches and stuff like Andrew Tate comes up and you've got this like big athletic, some would say good looking, I would say troll looking, half British dude telling you like how to make money and how to be powerful and like how to get women to want you and men to respect you and that sort of stuff. And it looks fun and easy and like it clicks all that dopamine shit in, in a kid's brain uh, yeah, you're going to go that direction and you're going to learn bad shit and then you're going to use that bad shit in the world and you're going to fuck yourself up. You're going to fuck other people up and then you're going to think, man, like, or, or, you know what? Here's the most fucked up thing. You might even be successful using that stuff and think that is the right way to go about the world. And a lot of people are, I know a number of motherfuckers who think it's okay to act like this Andrew Tate asshole shit because they've been successful and no one's ever told them no. 
Right. Or if someone has told them no, they perceive that person to be of lower value than them, so they haven't taken it seriously. Because they've been socialized to look at the world in this, like, social marketplace or sexual marketplace, like, type of relationship economic bullshit that completely, de they don't even realize they've turned themselves into fucking subhumans who can't feel like normal people do. And it's because they get brainwashed by this shit that's out there that is targeting people who are looking for answers to real questions and finding grifter, just like, like I, I don't know, the mythopoetic men's movement. You know, anything that falls under that Andrew Tate bullshit um, is so toxic. And But people latch onto it. It's a whole, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Um, and it genuinely fucks society up. So that's what we're working against. Okay. Do you feel like that's backlash to the, like, growing ambiguity around, like, what masculinity is? Kind of like what you're saying. Yeah, anytime that there's a vacuum, people will try to fill it. And if there's money associated with it, if you... So so what, what are the things that make advertising work, right? You gotta elicit desire in somebody. Here's, here's some marketing school for everybody from somebody who did 10 years worth of marketing. Uh, you there, there are different ways to elicit desire, right? You You have to tell a story that makes someone look at themselves and ask a question, right? And you wanna elicit questions that say, am I attractive? Do I have enough money? Like, what am I to society? Is kind of what you're trying to do to advertising, right? And if the question, like the question that a person has is around their sense of self, and for a young man, that's masculinity. Like, what does it mean to be a man? I am a boy transitioning to a man. What are, like, we have, like, cultures around the world have rites of passage in their fucking, like, in their, in their, uh, like, traditional makeup for this moment. And we don't have those things anymore in our modern Western society. So we have this shit filling the vacuum and trying to make money because the opportunity is there. Right. And it's just like, it, it is a, uh, a system that is set up to be exploited and to, have, to, be, to reward the most polarizing shit. And often the most polarizing shit is the worst advice. Like we talk about the best advice is sometimes kind of long and boring and makes you do work and look at yourself. Yeah. Like, holy shit, solving that problem. I don't know. Yeah. That's a really good point. I feel like younger men like millennials and younger do need more guidance, um, need more guidance and structure around learning what it is to be a modern man. And if you're not learning that at home, like you said, you're going to learn it on the internet or through pop culture or through the yeah. media. What through, through what your friends are consuming exactly. and you have no control over that. Right. Um, so I feel like parents and teachers especially have to be intentional in teaching men how to integrate all aspects of like what it means to be a human being and mm -hmm. integrate that into um, I, I, even your what you were saying around the ambiguity is now coming up for me because I when I was speaking I was like integrate it into what like what it is to be a modern man and I don't have an answer a clear answer for what that means except um, a blending of historically masculine traits and characteristics and values and features with a blending that with historically feminine traits and characteristics and features and values and integrating the two to come up with something that's new and um, innovative and defines like helps men have structure around who they should be, who they should 
what they should aspire to. Yeah. And like, I, I, I want to briefly go into a, a quick story related to some friends of ours, but, but what you just described failure to answer that question, right? Which, which is happening right now. Largely people are making attempts, uh, but largely good ones are failing. Failure to answer that question has real world implications. Yeah. And we know a number of people in like uh, multiple different situations now where men who, in my opinion, have been radicalized by different parts of the, the toxic masculinity culture that's, that exists online. You, you see organizations like uh, MGTOW, Men Going Their Own Way, which is basically like an organization that says, we're men. We've realized that women only use us for financial gain. Oh, hey, look, a, a capitalism, right? That's, a, that's an aspect of capitalism. Uh, and, and traditional toxic masculinity and patriarchy culture and power dynamics being fucked up. But anyway, you know, don't unpack that. Don't interrogate the work to, to realize that is what you're, you're thinking. Just think, all women are bitches and I'm doing my own Sigma grind set. I'm doing me without women, right? They're basically just saying, like, I'm voluntarily celibate. Uh, or, or maybe not even that. There are a lot of them who are just like sexual predators. But you know, I don't need women. I'm going my own way, right? That's an org- That's a fucking organization, right? Uh-huh. Um, an informal one, like one of those like four chan message board type fucking things. If you don't know what I'm talking about, thank God you're not terminally online. Good for you. Um, but but you you see that kind of stuff, and you you see these people like you know you get into Twitch, you 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 see people ranting while playing video games about the their failures with the opposite sex right and and integrating those types of things um and we have had some friends who've gotten stalked who have been threatened who have like i i don't know had had various negative serious like legally serious involving many a handful of police situations due to men who have gone out asking this question having not gotten the right answer and then putting the shit that they've learned into practice and just i don't know i mean if the police have to get involved for the way that you're treating women maybe you need to rethink your fucking youtube search history right, right? um so yeah i, I don't know that, that, that's why this is kind of like a, a big important question to me of like how to navigate talking about that sort of thing because like if we have kids someday you know i want to like have them be set up to where if they do encounter that Andrew Tate shit in the wild, they see it, they know what it is, they know what the proper response to it is, just instinctively. Like, the way that you know something, like, the, the, the way that, like, dogs can tell good and bad people, right? Like, I, I want a child who can just, like, instantly sense bullshit. But the way that you develop that is by raising them, in, and I mean, I've not raised my own children or anything like that, but I think the way that you do that is by partially, um, by being a good example and already having these sorts of things figured out to some extent as much as you can yourself to have done as much of the work right on yourself before and and to do work in front of them and with them right when the time comes because you're not going to have all the answers but you can figure it out mm-hmm. right and just having the gall to figure it out is is so important and so yeah i don't know that, that's why i think about this stuff that's why i talk about it with my guy friends what, what what's on your mind what does it mean for you, Peter Soto, to be a modern man? Um, I think, so for me, because I am living in the transition period, you know, I just feel very comfortable right now in my life uh, with my the aesthetic of masculinity and who I am, right? I love presenting as like a very masked dude. I got a big fucking beard. I'm huge. 
like I got big muscles, you know, I, I, I'm aggressive, you know, like that kind of stuff. Not in a way that like hurts people, but like I, aesthetically, I exhibit a lot of those things and I enjoy my place in the world that, that it uh, influences, right? We, we've talked about the, um, the advantages of going through a lot of parts of the world as a, you know, cishet white man presenting in all those ways, right? Just the, you have more agency than you would a queer black. And I know we're getting like like other aspects of identity involved other than just like gender and whatnot. But like if you're a queer black woman, guess what? More fucking doors are closed to you. That's just the reality of the world that we live in. So I love that aspect because I enjoy. Okay, I say I love it. I don't love that that is the way that the world is. But like to enjoy privilege is natural. Like I try to influence the way the world in a way that will lead to a more just and equitable society. But I'm not going to say that it's not nice to be a white man, right? Yeah. Um, oh, our cat wants out. I'll let him out here in a second. But so, so the aesthetics of it, great, you know. Uh, the legal aspect of it, I, I, it's the same as most of my leftist views. I think that everybody should basically be free to do what they want as long as they're not hurting anybody else. If you want to take fucking crazy drugs, you know, do it. If you want to, you know, uh, have sexual reassignment surgery because you know in your heart of hearts that you are different uh, you know, down down there to than you are in your in who you are, then do it. Fuck it. I don't fucking care. Like, but what go does for it mean it. for you philosophically? Like so, to be a modern man. Well, that that's what it gets into is like when I ask those questions of like, okay, so like traditionally strength, you know, right? I I think strength is a good virtue. Like that is something to be developed, right? When I look at the question of is strength a purely masculine virtue? No, I, I the answer is just objectively no, right? So and and so basically every time I've gotten to that question and asked it, and really unpacked it and interrogated it in the in the ways that matter to me in the philosophy of who I am, those aren't gendered. Like I don't think it, it for me personally, it's not important to gender those things: self sufficiency, strength, like da, 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 real stoic values, that kind of stuff. Um, it's just it, like for me, not a question. For other people. I'm happy to like talk with them about what that means for them because I'm I feel I actually feel really secure in it. Um, it just doesn't the, the the gendering of those kind of virtues is uh, why like I just don't see a reason for it. I guess I just also see you integrating. I see you as like a more integrated man, where you take what serves you from the more traditional historical male context, but I also see you integrating, like, like your sensitivity or your willingness to like cry or be vulnerable, um, your willingness to be a collaborative person rather than powering over or dominating um, in interactions with people. Yeah, because um, so, so the, the your willingness to even like write poetry and be expressive. The things that you've described are all things that I have, have identified and interrogated and unpacked and said, I want these things to be part of who I am because they will further my experience as a human being. Yeah. It, it's not necessarily my experience as a man. Yeah. Right? Uh, and and because there's just no reason to gender those things. And so, but, but regardless of what gender society throws on these concepts, I know that to be successful and to live the life that I want to live, I have to adapt and develop regardless of that and if if being sensitive and like empathetic and 
uh, you know, willing to have difficult conversations and do emotional work and all that, that stuff from therapy, like if that is traditionally feminine, I don't fucking care because you know what? It's going to strategically make me a better, more complete person able to handle issues in the future more effectively. If that's what I want, what the fuck do I care? Like, cool. If I'm, if that means I'm embracing the divine feminine, I got a big fucking vulva on my forehead. I'm headbutting motherfuckers. I'm like, I'm still that aggressive. I can be aggressive with a pussy on my face. Like, <laughs> let's go. I'm fucking hard too. So I got pussy on the face. I got a big dick. I'm running through the street. Take like just doing what I fucking want. If, is that masculine or feminine? Nope. So you're moving towards more integration like we're talking about. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I'm sure. Oh. Cool. Yeah, how scary is that? That I'm just like, yeah, blase, I'm just transcending, uh, you know, traditional gender norms. Cool.